Let's check out your headlines for today. To do that, we'll bring in Natalie Lovey from the 980 CFPL Newsroom. Good morning, Natalie. Good morning, Devin. There was a death in the city over the weekend. What do we know? Yeah, police are investigating a death in an East London neighborhood. There's been no official statement from investigators, but there is word officers responded to a townhouse complex on Bouley Street on Saturday afternoon for what was described as a medical call. Forensics and the provincial coroner were on site. They have not provided any further details. The case has reportedly been turned over to the major crimes unit. We are waiting for details on that and a fatal crash in the Toronto area. Yes, unfortunate news. Two drivers are dead following a wrong way head-on collision on the 401 in Toronto early yesterday morning. The OPP said the crash happened at around 5.30 in the eastbound connector lanes west of Bayview Ave when a driver traveling in the opposite direction collided head-on with another vehicle. OPP Sergeant Carrie Schmidt says the 35-year-old woman from Mississauga who was driving the wrong way as well as a 53-year-old man from Angus were both pronounced dead at the scene. Schmidt says police are looking looking to determine if weather or poor visibility played a factor in the crash. This isn't a huge surprise, but the tourism industry's recovery from the past few years is going to take a while. Yeah, a new report from the Ontario Chamber of Commerce says the province's tourism industry is not expected to fully recover from the pandemic until 2025. The joint report from the Tourism Industry Association of Ontario contains a host of recommendations from tax incentives to cannabis tourism to affordable housing in order to support staff recruitment. The report says tourism businesses in the province are generating 64% of the revenues they saw in 2019 on average. They also say 7 in 10 have taken on debt to stay afloat. The report recommends both short-term solutions and long-term strategies. It says the Ontario government could make its staycation tax credit permanent and allow cannabis special event permits, and the federal government could increase max maximum COVID business loan forgiveness amounts. The report also highlights labor challenges with an 81% increase in tourism and hospitality job postings compared to 2019. The uh, province has a deal with another education union, but it's not one of the big ones. Yeah, the Ontario government has reached a tentative deal with school staff represented by the Ontario Council of Education Workers. OCEW issued a statement saying the deal was reached after multiple days of negotiations between the Bargaining Council, the Council of Trustees Association, and the province. It says the tentative deal will go to members for ratification across the province in the coming weeks. The OCEW is made up of six unions representing thousands of workers at public and Catholic school boards across the province, including educational resource facilitators and maintenance and construction workers. Education Minister Stephen Lecce issued a release saying the deal shows the progressive conservative government can deliver agreements with education workers. Neither Lecce nor the union disclosed the terms of the new contract. Now, the deal comes weeks after the province locked horns with the 55,000 education workers represented by the Canadian Union of Public Employees, who walked off the job for two days last month after the government passed a law imposing a contract on them, banning their right to strike and preemptively invoking the notwithstanding clause to guard against constitutional challenges. The law was eventually repealed, and the two sides have since ratified a new contract. A restaurant that's been a staple in London says it's going to soon serve its last meal. Yeah, after nearly 40 years in business, Michael's on the Thames will be closing its doors at the end of the month. London's so-called celebration destination has played host to countless weddings, dates, 
birthdays and graduations, all while serving a local fine dining experience. A new restaurant called One on York will take its place starting January 24th of next year. Michael's on the Thames opened its doors in 1983 under its founder, Brian Stewart, who named this restaurant after his son, Michael. The restaurant's last day will be December 31st. And starting today, you can skate at Victoria Park. Yeah, the City of London says Victoria Park Skating Rink will be open daily from 10 a.m. till 10 p.m., weather permitting. The rink was originally set to open on December 9th, but John Paul McGonigal, the city's director of recreation and sport, says opening dates depend on the weather and the temperature. The Kiwanis Memorial Bandshell Concession in Victoria Park will be open Monday to Friday from 5 p.m. until 10 p.m. and Saturday to Sunday from noon to 10. Skate rentals will be available at the Kiwanis Memorial Bandshell Concession for seven dollars a person. London Storybook Garden Skating Trail is already operating. The Rotary Rink at Covent Garden Market will be open on January 7th due to the Holly Jolly Market taking place outside the market throughout the t- December. McGonagall is also encouraging Londoners to check out the city's 23 neighborhood managed ice rinks. Let's check out what happened on this day in history. In 1894, Canada's fourth Prime Minister, Sir John Thompson, died in England of a heart attack at the age of 49. He had just been made a member of the Imperial Privy Council by Queen Victoria. Thompson, a former Nova Scotia Premier, was Prime Minister for only two years. In 1899, a patent for the golf tee was granted to George Grant. In 1925, the first motel, the Motel Inn, opened in San Luis Obisco in California. In 1952, Ontario's Chalk River nuclear reactor experienced a major nuclear accident. In 1955, British inventor Sir Christopher Cockerell invented, uh, received a patent for the hovercraft. In 1970, Roy Spencer, father of Toronto Maple Leafs forward Brian Spencer, was shot and killed by the RCMP outside a TV station in Prince George, B.C. Spencer had forced the station off the air at gunpoint because it was not carrying the game between the Toronto Maple Leafs and Chicago Blackhawks. Brian, who was in his rookie season, was to be interviewed that night. In 1984, the Ontario government ended happy hours in Ontario bars serving cut-rate drinks. That has since been reinstated. In 1985, a U.S. DC-8 crashed and exploded on a hillside shortly after taking off from Gander, Newfoundland. The disaster claimed the lives of 250 U.S. military personnel and eight crew members and was the worst air crash on Canadian soil. In 1998, pitcher Kevin Brown became the first baseball player to sign a contract worth more than $100 million. He signed a seven-year $105 million deal with the L.A. Dodgers. In 2003, Kiko, the killer whale made famous by the Free Willy movies, died in the Norwegian fjord that had been his home. In 2008, the federal and Ontario governments reached an agreement on a $3.4 billion package for uh, Canadian subsidiaries of Detroit automakers conditional upon a U.S. industry bailout. In 2015, Canada was among 193 countries to ratify the Paris Agreement. And on this day in 2020, a trio of private citizens with a keen sense for puzzles said they had cracked the code and revealed a half-century-long mystery linked to the Zodiac Killer. The Zodiac terrorized Northern California communities, killing at least five people in 1968 and 69. Happy birthday to listener Sandra, who turns 48 today. You share a birthday with Bob Barker, who turns 99. Dionne Warwick is 82. Jennifer Connelly is 52. Regina Hall, also 52. And Mayim Bialik turns 47.